Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So we now have, uh, of course, the news that the then Blackhawks head coach, Joe Grunville, has resigned as coach of the Florida Panthers. As for Aldrich, he was allowed to resign from the Blackhawks after the 2010 season with severance and a playoff bonus, according to a report into the incident. Aldrich was later arrested and pled guilty to fourth-degree criminal sexual conduct involving a minor. So what happens now? Joining us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network is uh, Daniel Lust, sports attorney and legal professor at New York Law School. We've spoken with Dan on many occasions in the past. How are you, Dan? I'm good, Roy. Uh, pleasure to join you. Uh, obviously, this is a uh, very serious issue, uh, obviously, in, in Canada as well as the United States. So, pleasure to join you and, and help break it down what's going on over here. Yeah, please. What is your perspective as a sports lawyer and a law school professor? on the Kyle Beach story and the actions, or more accurately, the inaction by the Chicago Blackhawks, the NHL, and the NHLPA until now? You know, it's funny. Um, you know, timing-wise, this NHL uh, case that's occurring at the same time, we have an NFL investigation into the Washington football team. So in some senses, at least you know, domestically in the United States, Blackhawks are being... Uh, at least now, in 2021, applauded for some level of transparency, allowing this law firm, Jenner and Block, to put out this written report, 100-plus pages, as to what the Blackhawks did wrong. So in one sense, they're being applauded, you know, that they're saying what we did wrong, right, and they're being very public about it. On the other hand, right, it still doesn't excuse what happened back in 2010. It doesn't excuse that this was kind of pushed under the rug. Um, you know, but that certainly speaks to an organizational flaw. But you don't, uh, you don't really have this level of transparency in a professional uh, sport um, saying how much we messed up. Here's the 100-page report. Read it. And here, you know, here's everybody, top to bottom, from Bowman to the coach. Um, you know, everybody tried to protect Aldridge. So that, that level of transparency is certainly welcome. Um, you know, it doesn't excuse the underlying acts, but at least it's uh, maybe, maybe a silver lining, uh, kind of a roadmap for teams moving forward to kind of own up to mistakes that were made. One of the things that I find uh, difficult, and we talked about this yesterday with uh, Theo Fleury, one of the one of the difficult things for me to uh, to understand is how this story was kept quiet for as long as it was, particularly when we find out that um, that uh, Mr. Beach's uh, teammates were the Blackhawks uh, taunted him with slurs during practices with coaches present. So, how did it? I don't know, Dan, what's your perspective on that? How does that stay quiet? I mean, the, the non-legal answer is how does it stay quiet because there's a culture of, of staying quiet. I mean, that, that it has to be systematic at some point, right? Nobody stepped up. So even a guy like uh, Patrick Kane, I was reading his comment, that he heard about it, or he had heard the rumors, at least. I don't know if it was substantiated, the training camp in the following year. Uh, that's, you know, maybe that sounds better, I guess, to Patrick Kane that he didn't know about it at the time. But that's still allowed 10 decades decade to go by, um, you know, even after the fact, you know, I read the report that Aldrich, uh, you know, the video coordinator in question 
was allowed to take the Stanley Cup to his hometown, right? And now the Stanley, Blackhawks are petitioning to have his name removed from the Cup. You know, that shows that for a period of time, everyone was aware of it, right? Everyone was aware that Aldridge was still allowed to hoist the Cup, right? And, and uh, he had involvement with USA Hockey. And uh, you have to think at some point, right, who who's going to step up and say something? And the answer is nobody, right? At a certain point, it was Kyle Beach. But, um, you know, short of Kyle Beach suing the Chicago Blackhawks, I don't think this law firm would have investigated the team. Uh, that's my read on it. So how does it go on un- untold for a decade? Uh, a level of nobody wants to take ownership. No one wants to step up and be uh, and do the right thing. So it's uh, unfortunate, but that's that's what I that's what my reading of it is. Okay. So what are the legal options that are available now? Yeah. So I think there's really uh, you know it's, it's really only one, right? It's kind of already happened. It's a lawsuit by Kyle Beach against the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, so that type of lawsuit should uh, we'll see what what comes of it. I think most of that record has been sealed. Um, but it's a, there's something in the States called vicarious liability that you are, uh, as an organization, uh, can potentially be responsible for the acts of your employees. Um, so, you know, this was done, uh, at least the allegations player was watching Kyle beach was watching video, right? Watching tape in preparation for a game. So the question or the issue is whether these bad acts were done within the scope of someone's particular employment. So, you know, that's certainly difficult. Number one. And then the other, the other one is, Maybe a claim for something called negligent supervision. How something like this can happen uh, under, you know, uh, while this guy's in your employ. So those are, I think, the main two causes of action here. Um, Kyle Beach had filed that lawsuit in May of 2021. So, yeah, uh, I imagine depositions are going to be taken in that case. The only thing, Roy, which I think is interesting in the states, we have something called uh, bifurcated uh, trials. We could have a case on liability and then a case on damages. So um, I, I think. Seemingly, the Blackhawks are going to uh, acknowledge that they did something wrong from a liability standpoint, and then the case might center on how much Kyle his perspective, which you know Kyle Beach, I'm sure, is going to allege his whole career is ruined. Right, guy was a 2008 first-round draft pick with really high hopes, and then uh, you know you can do some quick googling. He's you know prior to this, people would say uh, he's one of the biggest busts for the Blackhawks of all time, and now we might know why. Right, and he's going to argue. Yeah. He's going to argue that his career was derailed because of this. So. A uh, lawsuit that's not going away anytime soon. I, I, don't, I just I can't see him selling it so quickly. Yeah, so Dan, the Athletic is reporting that Kyle Beach will be meeting with Chicago Blackhawks officials on Tuesday, and the report is as well that yesterday he spoke with the NHL commissioner Gary Bettman, as well with the uh, as well as he did with Donald Fear, the executive director of the NHLPA. What do you make of that? I think they're trying to make amends. I think this this lawsuit um, these allegations touch upon so many different uh, organizations, right? Uh, I saw the report that he tried to make a report to the NFL or the NHLPA, uh, and then I guess at the time Beach was not a member of the NHLPA. He was not an active player, so they didn't take him up on his cause. So this touches upon everyone. They have to handle this very delicately. Uh, so they want to throw a lot of money at Kyle Beach. Maybe the case will go away, but that's, that's not the point. The point is from the PR perspective, the NHL is kind of in an all-hands-on-deck situation. How this went on, number one, and how it was undiscovered for 10 years, despite Beach is pretty, pretty candid, his attempts to make this public, no one would believe him. So, yeah, I, I think that's smart. I think it's an all-hands-on-deck scenario from a PR perspective, certainly. Yeah. For, for the professional sports leagues or sports generally, this is really, really a, a, a very negative reality, and it's following on the heels of the John Gruden email scandal and all of the issues that are going on with the Washington football team, which you've been uh, uh, t- tweeting on. 
Yeah, that, that's kind of what I, I acknowledged earlier. You know, th- there is an outcry in the United States for the Washington football team. Uh, you know, the, the football team in Washington, D.C., it's a very it's a huge market. Um, there, there was allegations that involved the owner of that team involved in sexual harassment, work, uh, toxic workplace, um, you know, uh, maybe even gender discrimination, some really ugly allegations from the top down. And there was a year-long investigation, very similar to what we saw in the NHL uh, with the Blackhawks, a year-long investigation to try to get to the bottom of it. The Blackhawks issued this 100-page written report. For better or for worse, we have some level of transparency. We know what happened to the Blackhawks report. You have coaches stepping down. You have GMs stepping down across the league, which is a good thing, right? You want to clean up the bad players that were involved. Washington football team, no written report, and no one stepping down because no one's been outed. The only one that's been outed, which, I mean, it may be strangely, is John Gruden, who has no affiliation to the Washington football team. He was just a... At the, you know, now he or he was most recently the coach for the Raiders, but at the time of these emails, he was a broadcaster for ESPN, their Monday Night Football broadcaster. Um, but it's, I think people are really disappointed with the NFL that there's no level of transparency. We don't know the bad players in the Washington investigation like we know in the Blackhawks investigation because there was no written report, uh, just an oral report uh, kind of announced behind closed doors at NHL or at NFL HQ. So. Yeah, I think, again, not to say that the Blackhawks, you know, on the whole, obviously they, they did something uh, very bad here, but the cleanup, I think people are, are impressed with the transparency. It is rare in, in uh, U.S. sports to have some level of transparency and that level of accountability. So let me ask you about that final question for you. The Blackhawks are saying they want to reach a, quote, fair resolution, end quote. What do you think that might look like? Fair resolution, I, I think they're talking about uh, monetary, some payment. Right, Kyle Beach, uh, you know, you read his comments, he, he does think that this affected him his whole career, right? And then he had bouts with alcoholism, um, you know, and substance, substance problems. And, and, you know, who am I to say I'm not an expert in that field, but that's, that's what his allegation is, that this incident really was the turning point in his life and his, obviously his hockey career. So a fair resolution, I, I think, is code for some type of monetary settlement, which makes sense. The guy filed a lawsuit the civil lawsuit, which is seeking monetary damages. That's what a civil lawsuit is in our country. So we'll see. We'll see how much money that is. But certainly this is a, a very black mark, um, you know, on, on the NHL. So they have to deal with this quickly. Um, you know, and then their, their fate's really out of their hands at this point. A plaintiff in a civil lawsuit in, in the United States is going to dictate the terms and the speed of that type of settlement. So I uh, imagine, you know, they're all meeting this week. Maybe they can hash out some type of settlement. Um, but that might be a seven-figure settlement, uh, certainly possible. I think that's what Beach is likely seeking, but we'll see. Um, I think it's in the NHL's interest to uh, kind of seed uh, and, and maybe pay more than they normally would just to kind of get this thing out of the news and, and I'm trying to turn the page on all of this. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.